0: Time is nine minutes past two and you're listening to The 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani. Now, I've been talking about it ever since I started the programme and this thing about earworms. And Cruz McCallaghan, who does her weekly audio column every week and her subject this week is earworms. And she's on the line at the moment. Good afternoon to you, Cruz. Hi, good afternoon, Sadia. <laughs> have you got a current earworm? Oh, I get loads of them. I, you know, I was just saying earlier on that I watched a Korean drama and they were playing Tammy Wynette's Stand By Your Man. And seriously, <laughs> for days on end, that song was playing in my ears. Oh, my gosh. You know? <laughs> and it was hard to get it out. I like it. It's a nice song, you know, but to have it going round and round and round, um, took, uh, it was a bit of a strain after a while. So why so, does
1: this yes. happen? So yeah so an earworm for those who um don't know is what we call that's a song that's stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. So music has a tendency to get stuck in our heads, you know, uh, that tune intruding on our thoughts and replaying in that kind of never-ending loop. <laughs> Um, that that there, It is a phenomenon. It does happen. It happens to a lot of people. Um, it's very common, um, and it's called an earworm. And interestingly, there's very little in terms of research on the phenomenon. Um, there is a music psychologist who started studying it a few years ago, and um, they've used a lot of different um, – they've used uh, different terms to describe the subject. So um, they use Stuck-Song syndrome. Sticky music, (laughs) cognitive itch, or most commonly, earworm. Mm -hmm. Um, They've even started a a website, actually, called earwormery.com, collecting stories and experiences of people who have earworms. Now, what's really interesting about the data is that it has quite surprising findings. Um, They're only about... Only about half a dozen or so of like a thousand songs, a uh, thousand entries that were listed, were the same song. Because actually, the response that we have to music is quite heterogeneous. Um, gen- gen- uh, genius. <laughs> so it's a very individual phenomenon, right? right? So it, it can change a bit. Like for example, um, there are ex- you know when a film or a tv show becomes very popular Mm. um there'll be a a peak in in a song that's coming up all the time Um, and there's also a set of triggers that they've identified that can cause tunes to pop into someone's head and stay there and the first one is music exposure which means that the person heard the music recently and i remember i used to play this game with my sister Mm -hmm. she is um notorious for humming and singing like uh, just a couple of bars of a song randomly throughout Mm -hmm. the day Mm -hmm. and i would um try and catch a fish, so to speak, and just kind of try and plant a song in her mind. So I would do it on purpose. So I might be like in the office with her and say, Oh, you got to cut loose, foot loose, <laughs> just very quietly and just wait to see how long until she started oh, no. She started humming and singing it, which wasn't very long actually. It was a lot of fun. It was just a game I used to play by myself. to past the days. Um, so that's one thing, which is that music exposure. Another unsurprising finding was that if you hear a song repeatedly, um, which is unsurprising, you're more likely to get stuck with it. Now this is what's happened to me at the moment. The reason I've chosen this subject, Sadia, mm-hmm. is because I have an axe to grind (laughs) and that is that my children have recently watched a new disney movie called encanto which is delightful okay all about colombia it's lovely and very latino and music is fantastic yes yes it's it's lovely film um the soundtrack is way too catchy and (laughs) very frustratingly i don't actually like all of the songs enormously like Uh they're okay they're good good Uh songs nice nice work But I have just had one or two of them just going round and round in my head because my children are watching the movie constantly and Mm -hmm. singing it themselves, and I just find it's constant. So I'm I'm driving myself nuts. So I've this is why I've started researching this because I was trying to get. I've been spending my entire week trying to get rid of my earworms. So anyway, so this, was, this is another thing. So sometimes songs pop into our heads even when we haven't heard them for a long time. And in this case, it might be something in our current environment that's triggered a memory. Mm. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing too. Um, and I think that sometimes, have you ever had when you're listening to a track... Um, you suddenly have a flashback a of somewhere else yes. you were listening yes. to that same yes. track. Yes, so yep.
0: many tracks are like that, though. They take you back. Like, you know, uh, I remember as a child going on holiday and we had this massive big tape recorder, right? And um, and it had those cassette things and, and there was a whole bunch of tracks on there. And the moment I hear any of those tracks, the vision of Switzerland and Germany and us driving and camping comes Delightful. into my mind. It's quite lovely. Delightful. But it can have kind of negative connota- connotations if you're thinking of something awful and then you have a track well, playing.
1: this is what they say. There was one person who responded to this survey about earworms um, who said that there was a song called Nathan Jones by Bananarama, mm-hmm. which first oh, yeah, got stuck yeah. in her head when she was 16 years old and taking a big exam. Now she gets that song playing at oh. every single moment of stress in her life. Her wedding childbirth work everything she gets that one song and i it's funny how you think about it that way because Mm. i remember when my daughter was born there was a radio playing in the operating theater and (laughs) the song that was playing um when we came in there which was um ebony and ivory i was like my daughter Hurry up, people. My daughter
0: cannot be born to this song. <laughs> I do. I, I, You know, it's so funny that you said that. When my daughter was born, I had a cesarean, right? And yes. when I went into the theatre, the nurse said, do you mind if the doctor just plays, he plays music, you know, while he's doing this? And I said, yeah, you know, I was thinking I'm going to hear some lovely classical music, right? And seriously, the doctor put on... Don't touch this from MC Hammer, and he literally <laughs> kind of walked, uh, you know, dancing to me, and I was thinking, "Oh my goodness, I don't believe this is happening." But I was laughing, and 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 you know, to this day, my daughter says, "MC Hammer, is that is are you are you absolutely sure that that's what I was born to?" And I said, "Yes, it was." Yes,
1: absolutely. Well, my yes. my daughter was luckily not born to Ebony and Ivory; she was born <laughs> to Brass in Pocket by the Pretenders, which is a much better song to be born to. So I was happy. I was like, the tracks changed and she's out it's okay <laughs> um, but we have this thing so they say that earworms might be part of a larger phenomenon which is called involuntary memory which is a category which also includes the desire to eat something after the idea of it has popped into mm. your head mm. like the sudden um i had this yesterday i had a sudden desire to have a tuna fish sandwich which i never have mm. and i just decided i have to do that did you see um, so it somewhere or- No, I don't know where it came from. It just popped into my head. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I had to make one. (laughs) Um, And there's a couple of reasons why this might happen with music. Firstly, because music can be encoded in our brains in so many ways. It's what we call a multi-sensory stimulus. And this is especially true if you were a musician, because you encode how you play it, what it looks like on a score, as well as what it sounds like. But also, secondly, music is encoded in a very personal and emotional way. And we know that when we encode anything in our brains with emotional or personal connotations, it's recalled better in our memories, which is why, you know, if I asked you to try and remember every single time in your life you've brushed your teeth, it's very unlikely you mm. will, but mm. you're going to remember all the really important, meaningful things, right? Mm. That's just mm-hmm. very, that's something we know. Mm-hmm. But of course, um, Other experts have suggested that music may get uh, lodged in our heads because of the way that we evolved. So for a very long period of time we needed to remember information. Information like where the well was or which foods are poisonous and which aren't or how do I care for my wound so it doesn't become infected, right? Like there was a lot of things we had to do. So modern humans have been around for some 200,000 years but our written language may have only been invented around 5,000 years ago, right? So a lot of um information in human history was probably memorized through important songs
0: through well, kind sounds of
1: oral tradition yeah. yes through yeah. song and story yeah. and that practice continues today in cultures with strong oral traditions and that combination of rhythm rhyme melody provides reinforcing cues that make songs easier to remember than words alone which is very true you know um I know my kids when they're learning the days of the week, they have a days of the week song and they have to sing. There are seven days. There are seven days. There are seven days in the week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And if they, I ask them what day comes after Thursday, they sing the whole song from the beginning. (laughs) You know, they have to, and they remember the whole song. Um, so it's quite interesting. But of course, this is why we, when we talk about earworms, it's like the real thing we want to know is how do we turn them off? Right. That's the thing. How do we turn it off? Um, one piece of advice is think of another song and hope that'll push out the first one. <laughs> but then that'll right?
0: stay, won't it? Well,
1: that'll stay. That's the problem I have. Um, but uh, they're currently doing a lot of research onto this and they say like, okay, it might, you know, that structure of one tune might have a bearing on whether it's useful in displacing another. The one you're trying to replace it with may not actually be very effective at replacing it. Um, but they've also said other everyday strategies have to help like going for a run or a walk or doing a crossword. Mm-hmm. Um, But they do say that. So there's lots of different ways um, that this that this can happen. Um, But, yeah, so there's a few different things where we um, we talk about, like, how can you get how can you get it out of your, your head? So some of the most common characteristics we see with earworms are upbeat tempos. Uh, pitch patterns similar to other popular songs mm-hmm. or big up and down leaps in notes. For example, a song like Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Like mm-hmm. That's like what we're thinking about in those big ups and downs. So um, people are kind of looking at what makes those songs really catchy. And it's true, actually. Like, you'd never think like a U2 song like where the streets have no name, which is Mm. kind of just like one long chorus as a song. Um, Mm. You know, like it doesn't have a lot of variation. It doesn't have those up Mm. and downs. And I think the songs that I, I mean, this might be different. Obviously it's very personal and different, but I think the songs that get stuck in my head tend to be more ballady. You know, they tend to have that up and down. And like you said, Tammy Wynette, stand by your man. I mean, come on, (laughs) that's a perfect example, you know. Um, So there's a few different ways people say... um, That you know they can get rid of these. So. Earworms often happen most likely when the mind wanders, when what researchers call spontaneous cognition. And people can spend as much as 40% of their day with wandering thoughts. And I think this is the other problem. For me at the moment, I'm spending a lot of time by myself in my in my place of work, and I'm doing all my life errands and supermarket shopping and what have you by myself. And I think when I'm alone with my thoughts, yeah. that's when the earworm attacks. Catch me. That's they right. crawl out of the shadows and they catch me.
0: Is that um, a thing of just? activity it just keeps your brain buzzing I suppose it just appears and you sing and if you especially got no company I mean it wouldn't happen if you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody would it they wouldn't that, that sound wouldn't come it's only when you're alone isn't it
1: yeah, I think so. Mm. I think you're right, and I think that it's, that's also why you can sometimes have them at night, yeah. or if you're having yeah. insomnia. They, there's a big connection between an earworm right. and insomnia because you can be trying to go to sleep, being like, "Why is this looping in my yeah. brain? Yeah. This is not the time." Um, but anyway, they did say that. Um, so there's there's five different things that they've said that can help. The first one is listen to the whole song. So sometimes listening to the entire song will eliminate the bit that's on a loop in your head, right? <laughs> To do that. It's like
0: rebooting um, it, basically. Yes, like right. rebooting it exactly.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, another one is add some variety. So think or listen to a song that you like better, as we said, the displacement theory, mm-hmm. or like just sing a national anthem, um, you know, <laughs> something like that. Um, Of course, you could just ignore it, try not to think about it, and let it fade naturally on its own. The more I try not to think about the earworms that I currently have, the more they bother me. So I can definitely attest to this. Mm -hmm. Um, The other one is chewing gum. So when I read this one, I I don't chew gum at the moment, but um, they said um, when people – I don't know, I find it quite revolting to chew gum in your mask –
0: Yeah, no, Um, no. You can't blow bubbles then, can you? you? I mean, like, that just defeats Um, the purpose.
1: But they did say that when people chewed gum right after listening to an especially catchy tune, they were less likely to be played by an earworm. But I did read that it was just the motion of moving jaw. um, There's a theory that jaw movement affects or reduces musical cognition. So if you can imagine me for the last 48 hours, I've been wiggling my jaw around like some sort of possessed zombie (laughs) trying to get this. (laughs) out of my mind pretending to chew gum without actually chewing gum another and the last one is to do something engaging so if you are in like a a queue at a shop or something and you've got an earworm uh use your phone to send an email or read an article or distract distract yourself yeah Yeah, distract yourself from it um but yes of course there is people who think that they could be um dangerous Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to the annoyance that comes with not being able to shake them out of your mind, um, you know, they can sometimes cause stress or obsession or could be related to migraines or epileptic attacks. But don't read into that too much because it's very unlikely yours is. It's very, very rare. I think there's a plot for a
0: Hollywood film here.
1: I I, I just feel it coming. I I just feel like, yes,
0: there could be one here
1: yes absolutely so so it's quite in that way it, it is quite interesting but if you do find that you've got an earworm a particular earworm that's really it's keeping you up at night it's it's really bothering you and you've had it for weeks and weeks if not months on end of the same loop of the same song it's probably worth going to see a doctor actually oh, um, because it could actually be oh, um, something a little bit neurological okay. um, so of course there's a lot of um so it's quite fascinating mm. now um uh, yes, yeah, so the thing is as well to try, try not to listen to the same songs over and over, which is very difficult to say when you have children.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. Um, That's right.
1: But but try, especially you know, those are very uh, catchy melodies. Or like break it up a little bit. You know, if you're going to listen to um, Baby Shark unintentionally as many times as possible, maybe throw in some interesting, unpredictable jazz music to just throw your brain off the center a little, to oh. <laughs> give it a bit of something to confuse it. Um, <clears throat> or the other one that they say is to either walk faster or slower mm-hmm. than the beat of the song stuck in your head. So I don't know about you. Sadia but I've always been someone that if I'm listening to music and walking around or going for a run or Mm. doing some exercise I'm quite an embarrassment because I will break into dance Yeah I was just saying that I was just
0: saying that if you've got something in your headphones and you're sitting in the MTR and it's a track you like it's happened you know you hear it all the time people singing
1: Oh, well, I, love it. It I love it. I love it. I actually think that more people should do it. It's amazing. The Wembley Stadium in your head effect. I quite <laughs> like it. But um, but they do say that if you do have a song stuck in your head, try and walk slower or faster than the beat of that song stuck in your head, okay. which allows you to use body movement to disturb your memory of the musical tempo, which can interrupt the seemingly automatic mental replay that you have of the song.
0: <sighs> I've just taken that so all you- in, just then, what you've just said, right? <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, so you can just... Move like if it's a song that's really like ballady let's take stand by your man for Mm -hmm. example Mm -hmm. it's
0: coming Um, back to me again now now as you've mentioned it i'm sorry (laughs) it is it is getting into my system
1: here okay i'm so sorry but i will happily take that song to replace the three that i've got going (laughs) i'm telling you now Um, but i do think that if you so if you think about that song which is a bit ballady it's got that kind of like you know swinging tempo a bit but it's not Fast, right. You could either go for a really quick, like quick walk yeah. or move yourself in a really quick way and pretend yeah. you're dancing to some sort of ska music or something. <laughs> um, and that might disrupt it a little bit and get it out of your brain. OK, okay. Um, I have two quotes to finish on today. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, the first one is from Oliver Sacks in his book, *Musicophilia: Tales of Music and the Brain, um, which is very it's a very interesting quote. It goes, there are, of course, inherent tendencies into repetition in music itself. Our poetry, our ballads, our songs are full of repetition. Nursery rhymes and the little chants and songs we use to teach young children have choruses and refrains. We are attracted to repetition. Even as adults, we want the stimulus and the reward again and again. And in music, we get it. Perhaps, therefore, we should not be surprised, should not complain, if the balance sometimes shifts too far and our musical sensitivity becomes a vulnerability. (laughs)
0: Right. didn't know there was so much to this, to tell you the truth. So
1: much to this, isn't mm. there? And then the, the second quote is mm-hmm. much shorter, but is delightful. It is from Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> uh, who said, um, Hums aren't things which get you get, they get you. <laughs> oh, that's a good one.
0: I like isn't that. Isn't that lovely?
1: Isn't yeah. that lovely? I must admit oh. I don't you know I don't have music
0: when I'm kind of jogging or walking or whatever I tend to not listen although lots of people do I don't tend to listen to music then because I like to kind of listen to what's going on I always feel like I just want to hear I want silence I want to hear the sounds that are around me compared to music blasting through my ears so I don't what get that many I don't get that many worms coming in then I hope no
1: hmm. Well that's very lucky for you yeah yes good what a delight Anyway, Sonia, that was Earworm. Thank you. I hope actually this conversation has rid me of my own. I apologize for. <laughs> you you just did my this. You old, just
0: did this to get rid of it, and now you I planted did. it in me now. I did. Stand by your man. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Okay, no talk to you again next week. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.